Welcome to Sexual Craftsmanship, the podcast that teaches you how to develop sexual confidence and become a better lover using a system of practice suited for dating and sex in today's world. No experience necessary. And now, here's your host, certified sex coach, sociologist, and mega nerd, Sarah Martin. Hello, craftsmen. How are you doing today? That is the question. I am in a fantastic mood. You want to know why? Because I took a look and as nerdy and as minor as it might sound, to me it's not. This podcast has now crossed the 100 downloads threshold. So yay! It's been downloaded 100 times. That doesn't mean it's 100 different people. Every journey starts with a simple step, right? Anyway, yeah, and also I have started offering free classes in my Facebook group. It's called Certainty for Overthinkers. I'll link to it in the descriptions. We did the very first one just recently. It was all about sex-enhancing foods, quite irreverent, a little bit silly, but also informative and evidence-based. If you want to check it out, the recording is there and available to view in the Facebook group. You just got to tell me you want in. Okay, so today I want to talk to you about getting what you want out of relationships. I'd hazard to guess that most of us know that mismatched desire can wreak havoc with relationships, right? Actually, I've noticed there's a lot of focus both in my field and in the wider world on mismatched sexual desire. So when one partner wants sex more often than the other, really you can see the reality of mismatched desire pretty painfully expressed in places like Our Dead Bedrooms and other online forums that focus on sexless marriages. Many people talk about the potential for mismatched desire in long relationships as one of the key fears that they have about longer relationships and as one of the reasons they avoid longer-term relationships, even when they also deeply desire a life partner, maybe that resonates for some of you. And look, I get it. It's extremely painful to be in a relationship where there's a pressure really one way or the other to want sex more or less than you actually do. However, and there was always going to be a however, right? This focus on sexual desire or libido, it's actually quite abstract, right? Sexual desire and libido in and of themselves are rather abstract concepts. This means kind of focusing on a sexual desire mismatch with the exclusion of everything else is really shallow, one-dimensional, and extremely vague. If you only focus on sexual desire, and if you don't define what that means in concrete terms, you're not going to find a resolution. In fact, using this approach, you're really likely to overlook the desire mismatch that's actually taking place. So I'm here today to stand up on my soapbox and say that relationships are multidimensional, and that means desires within relationships are multidimensional too. 
And so a mismatch of desires isn't just a problem of long relationships or marriages. I want to make this clear. The most common way relationships of all types don't work out is through a mismatch of desires. And when I say relationships here, I'm including everything from a one-night stand through to friends with benefits and short-term dating all the way up to long marriages. This is consistent wherever a relationship of any type is forming. I want to make the case that our desires for relationships exist at three levels. There's the individual level, which is what's up when you're not together. The relational level, which is what's up when you are together. And the social level, so that's what's up with how you present to others. And a mismatch of desire can occur at any of these three levels. So to help you get a sense of if this is going on in your own life, you normally have a mismatch at work when you feel a sense of frustration, but almost kind of like a nameless frustration or a shapeless frustration. It's just there. Or when you repeatedly discuss something with a partner, but then there's a lack of follow through. Or also pretty commonly when your experience with a partner is really awesome, but then they just disconnect. And that disconnection could be in the form of ghosting or that disconnection could be in the form of, say, distancing and avoiding within the relationship itself if it's a relationship that's ongoing. The point I want to make is that you might smash out two of these three levels with really excellent compatibility, but then just completely miss your partner on the third. The place for you to begin is with defining your own desires for relationships at each of these three levels, because you need to do this for yourself first so that you can communicate your desires and find someone looking for the same things or to Find a place of compromise if you're currently in a long relationship. And a quick note on compromise, right? A quick aside. Compromises don't have winners or losers. It's only a genuine compromise if you're both really happy with the outcome, if you're both happy with the decision. But I'll save that for another episode. Uh, For now, let's take a look at each of these three levels. So on the individual level, this is about your desires for yourself as an individual, when you are not together with your partner within a relationship. And some of the questions to ask yourself to hone in on your desires at the individual level are, how much space do you want a partner to take up in your life when you're not together? So that could include time that you spend thinking about them, texting them, daydreaming about them, or fantasizing about them. How much time do you want in your life set aside for you independent of a partner? And so this could be time alone or time when you're out out and about in the wider world pursuing your own interests, spending time with your own friends. How much time do you want set aside just for you within your relationship? And also consider which activities you want dedicated time to pursue on your own when you are not with your partner. And this is a really useful one to think about, too, because there may be some activities that you absolutely enjoy sharing with a partner, sexual or otherwise. And at the same time, you derive a lot of joy from pursuing those activities on your own, too. 
So this is a really important one to keep in mind, especially if you're in an ongoing relationship situation. The next level, the relational level, is about your desires for when you are together, one-on-one with your partner. So some questions you can use to hone in on your desires at the relational level include, how much emotional support do you want to offer to your partner? And how much emotional support do you want to receive from your partner? And when you're thinking about this too, remember this could be different depending on the type of relationship you're entering. Maybe with a friend with benefits, where there's an emphasis on the friends as well as the benefits, you might be really open to offering and receiving emotional support. Whereas if you have a more casual sex partner, maybe you're not wanting to do too much emotional support one way or the other. So think about that. Also, how often and for how long would you like to meet your partner? This is a really great question for starting to make some of these more abstract desires concrete. We make them concrete when we apply space or place. We make them concrete when we apply time. And so here, once you've got a sense of how often and for how long, maybe you say, ah, I would really like to meet up with my friend with benefits three times a week for four hours each time. Great. So the next thing to consider is during a meeting, what percentage of the time that you're spending together would you like to dedicate to the following activities? Number one is conversation. So that could be talking, chatting, having deep conversations about topics. How much time would you want to dedicate to shared activities? So those are fun activities you're doing together with a partner, and it could include things like sport, playing board games or video games, preparing or eating food, watching movies, and so on. And finally, what percentage of that time that you're spending together would you like to dedicate to sex? And I really encourage you to map this out. It might seem a little bit formulaic. That's because it is. It can also help to show you in much more concrete terms what you're desiring from this relationship. Then, have a think about the social level in your relationship. And to hone in on the social level and your desires there, this is all about how you present together with your partner when you're out in the wider world, most specifically among your friends, your colleagues, and your family. And some questions to consider to define your desires at the social level include, how do you want your relationship to be viewed by others? Do you want to go out socially together? And how important is this to you? You could also add on there, how frequently would you want to be going out socially together? What would you be comfortable calling your partner in a social setting? And what would you be comfortable with them calling you? Do you want to be boyfriend or girlfriend? Do you want to call each other friends? Do you want to call each other partners? Do you want to call each other lovers? Do you want to just not go out socially at all? These things are all really important. When you examine all three levels of relationships, it's going to give you a much richer insight into your desires 
And this exercise can help you to pinpoint where you may have a mismatch of desire with a partner. Though, guys, remember, your desires are dynamic. They will change as you move through life. That's just how it is. It's both a blessing and a curse, am I right? (laughs) So what I'm going to ask you to do is set aside time regularly to check in with your desires at each of these three levels. I often recommend to my clients, pop 30 minutes in your calendar once a month and ask yourself, what do I want at the individual level? What do I want at the relational level? And what do I want at the social level in my relationships, either that I'm looking to form and to create in my life or that I'm currently in in my life? And then... Use this information to communicate clearly with any partners about what you want and what you are available for. The side effect of this is you are going to get more no's this way, but, and, also, the yeses you get will likely be a much better fit for you. If you would like to go deeper with this exercise because I can do the three levels thing all day. There is so much richness here. Indeed, if you're interested in taking your sex and relationship life to another level, I wanted to share with you like a little bit of insider information. I'm currently in the beta right now for my new coaching program. I have been busy at work behind the scenes, pulling together the best of my work from my five years in practice including the three levels model that we just we just took a very surface level peek at right now. The result is I'm presenting you with the shortest path to dating, sex, and relationships with dignity. Oh, yeah. And what's waiting for you on the other side is, quite frankly, more. More joy, more flow, more ease, more orgasms, yes, please, more connection, more safety, more trust, and more partners if that's what you want. There are a couple of places left on the beta, so if you're interested in taking one, drop me an email. I'm Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, at sexualcraftsmanship.com. Otherwise, watch this space because there's a lot more to come. All right, craftsmen, it's been fun. Uh, If you've enjoyed this podcast, please tell a friend about it. Also, consider subscribing or following this podcast so that you never miss an episode. And I'll catch you next week right back here. Thanks for listening. If you want to jump right into the sexual craftsmanship process, head on over to sexualcraftsmanship.com backslash friendzone and download your free guide to avoiding the friendzone for good, including five exact scripts you can use today.